Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle. There it is. Hello, Jonathan. Oh, hello, Gregory. Is that hello. you, my good man? Can, can, you, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? From all across the country. I am, uh, I'm calling from, uh, because it's Modernism Week here in Palm Springs, California, mm. I'm calling from 1945. Yes, you are calling from 1945. Well, and hello, 1945. How are things yes, and, and in hello the to mid-40s? You, future. How is the future? Are, do, are all the cars flying? We have flying cars constantly every day. Uh, nobody has to work anymore. We have universal health care and food. There's nobody who's poor. There's no war anymore. You're going to love it. It's a miracle. I'm glad. It's a miracle. It's because it, right now they're building the uh, your modernism week. They, you're transported back in time. They take you back to the days when uh, the boys were just coming back from the war, from getting good old Aldorf, that one tube knockout punch, and uh, and here we are. That's right, just like that one. And uh, and 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 you get to see the the when they had the the boom and all of the houses were being built. Wonderful time. Architecture was fantastic. Can't wait for you to enjoy modernism week next year. This uh, today's sponsor of Stacey Gents is Modernism Week in Palm Springs, California, in the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> okay, time to get my time machine, and I'll be right there. One second. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hey, Greg. Wow. Hey, Jonathan. I yes. think I just talked to you from 1945. Is that possible? I don't. I, well, you know, I if so, I look great for my age. I'm just going to put it out there. You do. That's, I'm going to say yeah. it. Yep. I'm going to say it. Yeah. You look great for your age. <laughs> Um, so it's modern, uh, before modern I even week. start, uh, hello listener, welcome to Tasty Gents, I'm oh, Greg, man. this is Jonathan. Jonathan, we are doing our thing. Uh, so, Modernism Week this week then, yeah? Mm -hmm. Tell me what you've done. We did a bunch of stuff, and so for a uh, listener, for, for those of you who don't know, yes. um, there's a style of architecture and, and vibe called mid-century modern that, yes. while not invented in Palm Springs, really took root here and took off, and uh, you'll, you'll find some, you'll find that it's uh, it, it's prevalent uh, in in a, in a couple places in Europe and somewhat in LA, but really mm. is in Palm Springs, and it's really identified by uh, the, the the style of houses and 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 pools and and architecture <clears> that they that they had here. And basically, what that means is, and and I learned this on on a tour that to be a mid century modern architecture, you have to have the three things uh, mm. that are always a part of it: steel, concrete, and glass. So if you really? have those three, that's right. Yeah. So all of the buildings here in Palm Springs and the houses and the suburbs and the little communities that were built, you'll see that's the common theme across all of them is that they're not they're not made with wood. It's steel, glass and and concrete. I did not know that. That's really interesting. <clears throat> and of course, you know, again, if this is your first time to taste it, gents, we're glad to have you here. Jonathan and I both live at least for part of the year in Palm Springs, California. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so mid-century modern architecture is very much a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in in the neighborhood in the area. So um, and then this is the week when it's sort of celebrated and there's tours and receptions oh, and yeah, there's tours <laughs> and they and so they, we did a really fun thing that they just did this first. This is the first time they've they've done it. They've had this organization around for a while and the organization it's actually just it, it, there's several volunteers. But the two people who spearhead it are, mm -hmm. are a, a married couple, a man and a woman, and they're both doctors of communication and and filmography, mm -hmm. really? and they have started this movement to try to preserve some of the um old film reels that people oh. would take on their home movies back from like the 30s and 40s yeah. and 50s of <clears throat> palm springs or just the coachella valley in general and so really? 
and as they were doing it, like uh, they were, they 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 cobbled together a really fun forty-five minute uh, series of clips that they spoke towards as the clips would move on, and you would see some buildings. They're like, "Oh, I recognize that building," or open areas where there has been no construction yet, and you're like, "That was a lot of trees. Like it naturally had all these palm yeah. trees." And we almost had to deforest parts of Palm Springs to make, Ooh. I don't know, um, to make it happen. But um, really cool. So we we got to see that, nice. and uh, and Andrea and I took a um, a bus tour. Uh, thank you to Stephen and Debbie Lynn for the tickets. I was going to say yes. Yes, we, uh, we 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 and then you sit up on the double decker bus, and it's open air, and there's a person yeah. at the at the head with the microphone, and they're telling you all these things. And we went through all these neighborhoods that we had gone through previously in uh, in other years before, but yes. walking, and so you can see the houses Ooh. and you can peek through the gate like oh there's the house okay. but when you're on the double decker bus i'm looking into like over the wall you get to nice. actually see a lot more so that was fun <laughs> and uh and that's what we've been doing that sounds so much fun and yeah. and today you're going to go to the riverside county fair you mentioned yes. and it's been modernism right. week <clears throat> and the thing that is not obvious for those of you who are listening in is that jonathan is safely in palm springs california and i am in punta gorda florida Yes. I'm on the clear other side of the country, on the west coast of Florida, an hour and a half or so south of Tampa, in a town called Punta Gorda, visiting with my family who live here. And I'm having a great time. But I picked my time to travel when there was a lot of cool stuff going on in Palm Springs, like Modernism Week. Yeah. And 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 you remind me, in Spanish, Punta Gorda is enlarged or swollen what? Point. Fat point. Oh, point. Fat point. That's it. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was just, I was trying to fish you out of there. You were fishing. Yes, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go to that to the dark, scary place. <laughs> um, yes, Punta, famous you know towns in the South Florida area. So we have Punta Gorda, Fat Point. Uh, yeah. Not far from here is Boca Grande, Boca Grande, mm -hmm. um, which of course is Big Mouth. Big Mouth, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the very famous Boca Raton on the east coast of the state, um, which is uh, Mouth of the Rat. Yeah, so interesting. Is it yeah. because of the shape of the inlet or something? Or is Probably. it because they had a station? <clears throat> I don't know. Boca Raton, uh, when I lived in Miami, uh, which is where I grew up, was uh, sort of known for being a bit hoity-toity. Mm. And we were not in the part of South Florida where I grew up. And so um, we just assumed um, that the name Rat's Mouth was just a little tiny way of the universe bringing those people down a notch. Definitely. Now, yeah. It could be it, it. If any of you listening are from Boca Raton and actually have actual knowledge or information <clears throat> about that area, uh, then feel free. We'd love to hear from you. But yeah, my uh, yeah, teenage view from South Florida in the 1970s um, was that they kind of deserved it. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, had those moments. Sure. Yeah, I have had those moments. So yeah. uh, what else are we talking about today? Well, you know, we're going to the, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about this, but you know, we are going to the fair and, um, you know, Andrew and I are still mostly vegetarian. We did have fish the other day, you know, we had some fish. Mm. Um, so a little pescatarian dipped our toe back into the water and found it was quite pleasing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the, the water of animals that you eat because you have been non, non-animal eating now. That's for, right. For a couple yes. months. Yeah. Yes. We eat cheese. So animal enslaving. Mm, right. Yes. Animals are not killed. They're just inconvenienced. They're just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Got it. <laughs> um, 
Yes, and I and mm. and uh, and so we are going to the fair, and I am going to try very hard to not get into Jonathan is at a fair and eats elephant ears and corn dogs. Oh, yes, and all, because all the fried things. Ooh, yeah. There are like great, and I, I it's almost like like a fair is like a redneck America test kitchen. Like, what can we like an idea? <laughs> what what is it we can make that you can still put it in your mouth and you want it, but you would never find it anywhere else? Like it's not on a menu. <laughs> Deep fried butter? Oh, come on, who's it, it's out is there? Is that actually a thing? Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. I know that there's deep fried pickles. I was skeptical, sure. but I'm on board. Those are tasty. And then good. I and then deep fried Twinkies and deep deep fried Snickers bars. I've never and tried those. We had I had a Snickers bar that was deep fried once, and it gets kind of gooey and melty yes. in the middle. I can, the yeah. um, a deep fried. And this is one of my more favorite things now. Um, fried avocado wedges. So they 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 yeah they'll take an avocado and they'll make like yeah. say four to six and they'll roll it in panko and right there in the old fryer and mm. it comes out in a second and it's just this melty hot avocado oh, goodness yeah That'd That'd be good. I would I would eat that um, yeah I've had deep fried uh, peanut butter and jelly no. which I mean at the end of the day peanut butter and jelly is just a winner it it you know it's the original. Yeah. Sweet and salty, you know, when salted caramel was like, we've invented something new. I was like, no, you haven't. Yeah, Peanut yeah. butter and jelly did this no. forever ago. Yeah. That's food no, science um, did that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Remember Goobers? Kind of fun. And Raisinets? I do. No, Goobers I mean. Goobers and Raisinets. Oh, yeah. From it was a song. Thing. What were you thinking of? Well, wasn't wasn't that maybe I'm thinking something else? But wasn't there a where you could buy the jar and oh. the peanut butter and the jam, jam were already pre mixed? Yes. They were mixed in together, and and they swirled them around yes. the jar. And yes. so you, if you picked up the jar and looked at it, there'd be this sort of you'd see the 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 angled channel of jelly next to the angled channel of peanut jelly. butter, peanut butter, and all that was really logical until you tried to actually use it, and then. It would get mixed up, and it looked like kind of oh yeah, a, a you know a skinned <laughs> knee gone bad um, after after just a few uses. And of course, yeah. this is this is offered to at least you know when I saw it, this is offered yeah. to families of children. My own family, for example, mm -hmm. uh, my mother raised three sons, all relatively close in age, which I have to believe is like having a swarm of locusts in your home. So every food product that was brought into the home was just attacked and devoured as if we had never eaten before in our entire lives. So we made the horrible mess of the Goober's peanut butter jelly mix. Um, well, we, I, 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 we only got it once. And I remember, I think that we didn't get it again because I refused to get it out of the jar in any other way except my finger. Ah, okay. I was just going in and getting yeah. big, you know, and then you just basically eat food off of your fingers. And, and my mother was horrified. So, yeah, see, I think it's a good thing. Uh, well, the, I'm a little envious of the fair. I'm not going to lie um, yeah. because I do love fairs, but I'm not envious about missing the fried food because I would have a difficult time. You know, something about a fair corn dog with fair mustard on it, yeah. um, an elephant ear um, mm -hmm. with a little powdered sugar. You know, all of that uh, sounds really, really appealing, and I am glad to not, not be having those things. Not having, yeah, and yeah. I will, I will take pictures because, uh, and we'll, we'll post my taste of, of the things yeah. I did and did not eat. 
<laughs> That'll be the great one. Yeah. The things you, the, the ways in which you made good life choices. Yeah. I, and I, so one of the things that as I, as, as I uh, get into my, the winter of my life is <laughs> I find it harder and harder to find people who are, who go to these things with me besides Bjorn, uh, who will go on rides with me. So, oh. so, so someone who will go on the rides because the, I think the rides are fun and things and everything else. Andrea won't do it. She has no interest whatsoever. Um, really? Other friends. Yeah. Nuts. Zero. me about her. By the way, for the record, I would go on rides with you. Like what? Oh my, are you kidding me? I love the only, Okay. The only one I would probably, I would, it would take a little bit to get me there, but the really, really high, scary, uh, roller coasters. Yeah. Those, those can be a little much. I can get talked into it. It's been years, but, um, but, uh, generally I avoid those. Um, but man, everything that's not like the extreme version. Yeah, man. Rides yeah. are fun. Oh, dude. I mean, okay. That's it. Next year, you're going to go to Florida in March. We're going to stay yes. here. We're doing all the rides. Modernism week. I'm going to ride on the bus. We're going to go to the fair. We will. All the things. And on the, on the beginning of the season, we have to hit Tamale Fest for the world's biggest Bounce house. Yes. All of yes. these things. Well, and this week also in Palm Springs, I have, I have that I know of four Seattle friends who are what? in Palm Springs right now because it is also a, a yearly event called uh it's IBC the inter what is it international bear convergence oh my uh, gosh yes right? and yes. so listener if you are unfamiliar there is a subset of gay men in the world not just america mm -hmm. who call themselves bears they tend to be portly and have beards um and they do potlucks i'm not even sure uh, I fall in that category more or less by accident, but <laughs> tends to be a fun crowd to hang out with if you like that sort of thing. And they have events in the year, right? This weekend is a big event. Uh, IBC is in Palm Springs and several friends are down for the event. Missing I that saw too. the big up on the uh, hotel, the big bear, the big inflatable yep. bear was out. Yep. Yeah. There you go. It's IBC weekend. Yeah. So, 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 so they do potlucks and stuff. Do they, I was always curious because if they're bears, do they have someone dressed up as a salmon? They chase them around or like what? <laughs> there are usually uh, any number of, of men willing to volunteer to be uh, <laughs> dressed up as a salmon and chase around. However, if you think about the actual bear salmon dynamic, um, the bears don't actually run very much to no, chase the salmon. They sort of stand in one place and let the, the salmon go by. So, 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 you, so you just dump these volunteers into the pool. Yes. Yes. And men just scoop them out. And they're <laughs> scooped, scooped out and carried off. I think <laughs> it's a good time for all. I think it's a good time for all, yeah. Um, that's <laughs> so fun. perhaps for the salmon. But, yeah, you know, in real yeah, life, that's fun. also they, that's well, fun for they, the salmon. They signed up for it. They did. Um, so, yes, I'm missing that event and my friends uh, at that event this weekend as well. So, oh, my gosh. So much going on. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's Okay. I am, I'm in South Florida, Southwest Florida, yes. technically, um, and I've done a few cool things since I've been here. So, um, cause we're gonna talk about food now. Cause it's sure. do. So we went out and got, we went out and got shrimp, uh, one day, mm. which, uh, growing up in South Florida, as I did, um, there's a few things that were like common available at every bar everywhere and mm. peel and eat shrimp just everywhere. Yeah. And on the West coast, we call them prawns. Prawns and shrimp are slightly different. I've been told, um, prawns tend to be bigger on the West Coast um, in a way mm -hmm. that I don't enjoy. I don't know why. Um, uh, and and shrimp tend to be smaller, like bay shrimp, which I think are not good. The, the little, ability. yeah. So a um, a shrimp that I get here is about the size of my thumb, <clears throat> and you can get them hot. 
and then they serve them with uh, drawn butter and cocktail sauce or cold drawn butter and cocktail sauce. But yeah, either way, yeah. so we had some shrimp, um, had some grouper, which is a fish that is uh, everywhere in South Florida um, and easy to get, but hmm. kind of unheard of in other parts of the. I, I know I, I know of grouper, and yeah. I think I've had it when I was when I was in Florida. But remind me, yeah. so is it? Uh, what what is this a whitefish? So it's a whitefish. It's a it, I would say it's a relatively standard whitefish. Grouper fillets are usually sort of thin. It's not like a big thick you know halibut looking thing anything like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it it's just this ubiquitous fish that is everywhere, which is redundant because I already said yeah. ubiquitous. Um, and you can get it fried or blackened or grilled or all the all the ways that fish come. And it's on yeah. every menu and it's sandwiches and it's everything else. Um, uh, my brother was telling me that there. Uh, there's some little bit of controversy or mm -hmm. uh, scandal even. Grouper scandal? Uh, some restaurants, a grouper scandal. Some restaurants um, are substituting lesser known uh, fish fish for a grouper um, because people now know enough to know to ask for grouper when they come here. But we used to eat snapper all the time. Sure. Um, there is a, a fish that in South Florida is called dolphin that I want to clarify for everyone is not uh... flipper. Okay. It is not porpoise. Listener, if you're here with us, I want you to know that that, that for a moment I almost yeah. lost Jonathan. <laughs> we, yeah, we have this wonderful bird we like to eat in Washington called spotted owl. Uh, <laughs> right, just so you know, exactly, it's not actually yes. owl, and it's hard to spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's golden retriever. We're having a special on golden retriever tonight. Um, sorry, that was we went to the dark place. Uh, yeah. Dolphin is a fish. Yes in that you can catch in South Florida. They school uh, in big giant schools. And so when I was younger and lived here, if you fished, you went out and if you if you caught, a, you found yourself in a school of dolphin, it was great because you just, you can't not catch fish. You just drop your line and you pull in a fish and you drop your line and you pull in a fish oh, and you wow. drop your line and pull in a fish. So it's a really common fish that people would come back with, but for whatever reason, and it, oh, and on menus, it typically is called mahi-mahi. Oh. Or mahi, there's a difference. So mahi mahi is is on the west coast, and that's a different fish. And then okay. mahi is what we what we usually call dolphin. Or I have those switched. Which one is it on the west coast? Is it the double mahi mahi? I think it's I think it's the double on the west coast. Okay. I think it's mahi mahi. This, then then the one when you get a when you when you're looking at a menu in South Florida and you yeah. see a fish called mahi m a h i, usually that's what we used to call dolphin. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag this for the Tasty Chance research team to come back Got with it. some. See yeah. what, we can, what we come up with. But anyway, so I've had some uh, I've had some uh, mahi, some dolphin. Mm -hmm. I have had some uh, grouper. I've had some shrimp, yeah. um, and a variety of other sort of little things as we've got as we as we've been here. So that's great. Good. So you're, you're getting you're getting your fish fill. Get my fish fill. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, what I've not had yet are uh, conch fritters. Um, and that's sure a you now conch is comes mm -hmm. out of a shell, right? It's like a it uh, yeah. What, what is this? So it's animal. a mollusk. Um, oh, it's a so, mollusk. Yeah. So if you there, there's um, a conch shell is about depending on on uh, on which one you get, it's about the size at of a say a half gallon milk jug. So it's okay. a good size shell. Yeah. And and if you've ever seen uh, on TV or on a movie or anywhere where somebody blows a shell like a horn mm -hmm. those are usually conch shells and oh, so, lord of the flies this was lord the of flies there you go in lord of the Absolutely. flies it's the shell yeah and so uh in a lot of areas so they're they're uh common here uh, conch are 
And so mm -hmm. you can wander out into, into the flats. So say in the Florida Keys, you can walk out into some of the shallow areas and find uh, conch, the animal mm. with its with its shell, or even an abandoned shell. And so then uh, there's people who will saw off the front of it to give it a mouthpiece. And then it, the nature, the so the way it's it's uh, the way it grows gives you kind of a natural handle. And then you uh, blow yeah. it like a horn, and they sound really cool. But the, and, the mollusk itself, not unlike yeah. say a clam or 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 another kind of um, muscle or something, yeah, uh, muscle, yeah. Uh, it gets chopped up and turned into conch fritters, okay. which is a very, very common Florida Keys um, sort of almost touristy thing. Um, yeah. But they're really good. Fritter, who doesn't love a fritter? Basically, yeah, it's, sure. Yeah. It's dough, back to fair food. It's dough and conch <laughs> um, that are battered, uh, that or dough rather, batter and dough that are that, with conch in it, that's then deep fried and served often the way we loved it with was with. Uh, a key lime sauce because key limes are also a thing here. Key lime sauce, wow. Yeah, exactly. It's a thing. So I'm getting yeah. all my South Florida food is what I'm doing. Uh, the thing we have not done yet is Cuban food, mm. but uh, which I miss very much. But my brother, I'm not unlike you, uh, mm -hmm. is currently opting to not eat meat. So we've oh, been yeah. we've had vegetarian lasagna that's really good. We've had some other things really good, kind of in the meat avoidance. And sure. Cuban food is uh, meat full. Uh, to oh, say yeah. the least, so a lot, a lot of pork. Of pork. And, yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. So maybe do that before I leave. I don't know. Sure. Well, a little something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to just to maybe sneak out, get a Cuban sandwich, maybe. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love those. Yeah, sure. Me too. Yeah, yeah they're pretty good. And Tampa, so we're about an hour and a half uh, south of Tampa. So Miami had a huge Cuban population, as you can imagine. So mm -hmm. I lived there in the nineteen eighties when um, uh, a lot of Cubans came over to South Florida from uh, Mariel Harbor. So it was typically referred to as the Mariel Boatlift. Um, and it was mm. uh, during the Carter administration, I believe. But what what we, what we appeared to be true, what people used to say is that in addition to the people seeking asylum and fleeing Cuba, um, that Castro took that opportunity to let a bunch of people out of prison that otherwise would have stayed in prison and put them on rafts. And so people were oh. coming across from from Havana, from Merrill Harbor, over to South Florida on rafts and little tiny dinky boats in all kinds of, a lot of, a lot of people died um, yeah. trying to make that crossing. But a huge part of the Cuban population in South Florida um, came from that, what's called the Merrill boat lift yeah. that happened in the eighties. So amazing. Anyway, sorry, and that was, it's, a, and it's a, 90, I mean, it's 90 miles. It's, it's, 90 it's miles. rough. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. easy. It's a, it's a serious, um, it's a serious crossing. Yeah. Uh, but the reason all that's relevant is that that's so there's a huge Cuban population in Miami. There's also a large Cuban population in Tampa, which I'm just mm -hmm. a bit south of. So, um, yeah, so I'm hoping that as we as we head up there, maybe for this weekend um, to uh, that might be the time to try Cuban food. Now, I, because I don't know Florida well enough. Are you in or maybe all of it is? Are you in any of those areas where they have those flat bottom boats with the big fans? That you can go airboats. Oh. Yeah. So probably not many. Most of those are in the Everglades. Um, okay. So, so those are as you can imagine. So, let's see. Um, sawgrass Prairie is an is a natural part of the Florida ecosystem, especially okay. in swampy areas. And so, um, it's actually kind of cool. So, the Everglades is an enormous national park that is on the southern southwestern hunk of Florida. If you look at a map of Florida, you'll see a really large chunk of it is the Everglades, and 
the Everglades do a number of really important things. So it's it's swampland. So alligators, by the way, alligators are everywhere. There's alligators in ponds. There's alligators in in uh, creeks and alligators in they're everywhere. They're like yeah. flies. This friend of so, ours, um, Andrea's friend, Helene, who lived and grew up in Florida, would say, like, part of her growing up was when you went into your car, you would look underneath to make yes. sure there wasn't a gator. Yep. Absolutely. And that's just a part of how you live. you do. It's a thing wow. you do. So the Everglades has got, you know, obviously gators and frogs and snakes and also a lot of bugs and birds and all the things you'd expect in the swamp. And a lot of the swampy areas, the water itself might only be, you know, a couple of feet deep, but it will it will be acres and acres and acres of sawgrass plain. And so when you look out over it, what you see is the grass sort of waving in the wind, and it looks even a little bit like land, but it's actually not. It's swamp and sawgrass. So yeah. airboats are designed to go over the top of that. So they don't yeah. have, they, as you said, they're flat bottom. They don't have a rudder. They don't have anything, any... Uh, anything that sticks in under the the level of the water at all. There's no motor down there. It's yeah. just a big giant air propeller. They're very loud. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So if you're on an airboat, you got headphones on uh, or earplugs in, and they zoom around and take you on tours of the Everglades to look at alligators. That's cool. So you have you done this? Is this too touristy? When I was a kid, uh, I yeah. haven't done it. Not on this trip, and I, we won't on this trip. But when I was a kid, you know, I, and I'm interested for you, like. So here's my question for you. Growing up, and you grew mm -hmm. up in in Alaska and or yes. Bainbridge, yeah. yeah? Right. So when you went on a school field trip, like uh, we're going to learn about the ecosystem or learn about nature, where did you go? Mm -hmm. Well, in Alaska, just outside. Um, but right. we, you know, because it's all, I mean, a lot of us, well, we're in Anchorage, it's a big city. I mean, you have to get sure. outside the city. Um, but you would go to like an aquarium or you would go to the yeah. zoo or you would go to these places where they have all of these things because right. they've collected them and, and you know, sure. imprisoned them. And did you learn <laughs> imprison them? <laughs> did you, which is not, not inaccurate, but an interesting choice of words. I like it. Did you learn then more about say Alaska wildlife than you did about wildlife anywhere else? I mean, did you learn about alligators? I did. Not in Alaska. There are none. But yeah. Yes. We... <laughs> <laughs> we learned no. Uh, we learned, uh, you know, there there was a lot of eco stuff that we learned that was natural to to to, to Alaska as a kid. But again, I was like nine when we left, sure. so uh, it's okay, a, little, got it. a little fuzzy, right? But I remember, yeah. But but certainly on uh, in in Washington, you know, we would do um, a whole. Like, we would go to the zoo or we would go yeah. to the aquarium and stuff. But yeah, um, no, we didn't learn. I mean, we learned about alligators. We didn't really sure. have much of a yeah. Well, the reason I ask is that when I was in school and growing up in South Florida, you know, you'd sort of grow up thinking, you know, like that your view of the world is the whole view of the world. Sure. And so the only Native Americans I ever heard about was the Seminole Indians, because that's mm. who was in Florida. Mm. I knew who Ponce de Leon was yeah. and why he was important. And we went when we went on field trips, we went to Shark Valley. There were no sharks. It's freshwater. Oh. Um yeah. But it was a part of the of Everglades National Park, and so it was always Shark Valley. And we learned about the frogs that were there, and the alligators that were there, and yeah. the birds that were there. Roseate spoonbill, that's a bird that I can spot at you know twenty paces. Okay. I've never heard any anybody out of Florida <laughs> even know what a roseate spoonbill is. Um, so so you know when it's when I got I got to Seattle and I was in North Carolina and I was like oh there's whole lot of animals here that i've never heard of in my entire life like a jeep what is it gooey duck what's the gooey ducks, yeah you know gooey ducks yeah so uh yeah i can tell you about conch all day long and i can blow yeah. the horn like lord of the flies but yeah. gooey duck is a little weird <laughs> and they're probably related 
Um, it, but yeah, we're all related. Yeah, we're all we are the world. <laughs> we are something, something. You can't see we us. Are we are. We are. We're swaying, swaying back and forth. Yeah, yeah. we're swaying back and forth. Um, anyway, yes, South Florida. How incredible. And so you guys yeah. go out and do this. And I, I, you know, I, we did a lot of that less in school for me than in sure. Boy Scouts. And we would go ah, yes. hiking and camping and we were constantly like, I grew up in the Olympic national park and then, and, 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 and hiking uh, around the base of Rainier and, and all of those mm. things. I spent whenever I wasn't either in school um, or something, mm -hmm. and if we and uh, I had a uh, uh, scout masters and and kids and stuff. We we were literally out all the time, and my mother loved it because I wasn't at home bugging her. Yeah. So she was right. like, "Come back when you run out of clothes. Like just I'll wash them." And just... <laughs> so it was, it was that. That was true of that time, but that's very cool. Yeah. So so we learned a lot, like like the different types of uh, of uh, you know, because you think evergreen trees they're all the same. There's not. There's Doug fir and noble and great. There's yes. all sorts of varieties and right. and so yes, we did we did learn that stuff, but it wasn't through school. And I'm really glad that the the Florida school system was 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 into that. We, yeah, we did that stuff, at, but then Boy Scouts did it as well. So say like you, so yeah. you know we we went to you know, we were camping either in the swamp or in the Keys. Um, so the, mm. you know swampy lands or. Um, along the water, so there was and, a Boy Scout and, camp. There yeah, was a Boy Scout camp in uh, in the in the Florida Keys. It was on Big Pine Key, which is about two thirds of the way down the Keys. So, uh, listener, if you're unaware, there is a string of islands off the bottom of Florida hmm. that uh, that kind of comes south and then hooks over to the west. the The first island is called Key Largo. And the last island is called Key West. And in between, there are about 200 other keys. Mm. They're joined by a single road, US-1, which actually goes all the way from Maine to Key West. And so it's road, bridge, road, bridge, road, bridge, all the way down uh, to Key West. And so some of the islands are very, sm are very small and almost you, you blink and you miss it. Some of them are good sized. Key West is good sized. Key Largo is good sized. Big Pine is also good sized. There's mm. a Boy Scout camp or used to be a Boy Scout camp at least on Big Pine Key called Camp Sawyer. Hmm. So so we would, um, you know, you go to, when you're camping out at Camp Sawyer, there is, um, you know, there's, you, you looking at the flora and fauna in the tide pools, um, you know, sea cucumbers were a very popular thing because um, you wander out in the in the shallows and whatever tour guide or, or, you know, aging Boy Scout leader you have with you is reaching <laughs> down and grabbing things off the bottom to show you. Um, or we would be, out in the Everglades um, hmm. with, you know, mosquitoes the size of your hand oh, um, yeah. and on and on and on, you know, Boy Scouts, you know, you, yeah. it, 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 like you're going to survive no matter what happens. You'll um, be fine. Yes. Yeah. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. So that we was, did. So I learned oh. all that stuff and it was all Florida stuff. And that's really cool. And I love yeah. that you, that you had so much exposure to it and that you, you utilize the, the kind of the environment that you, you guys had available and, and, yeah. uh, and, and how, how the, um, for me, how fun it is that uh, a same organization, Boy Scouts, uh, is is adaptable enough to work in mostly in an environment like you just yeah you just get different boots yeah different boots the, well said yeah. that's it you get the boots that'll take you through the swamp or boots that'll take you out into the into the tidal tidal flats or boots that'll take you up to Mount Rainier yeah all of them we did um, one of my favorite 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 Boy Scout camps that um mm. i was able to go and one of the things about being a dad when you're when you're your kids in, in scouting because it's not boy scouts anymore it's actually scouting of america so it's boys oh. and girls and so really? 
Yep, that's right. So it's oh, Scouting of America, and it's boys and girls. They have separate troops, but they can have the same camps and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of stuff, but it, it it's fine. So there's girls. There, there are female Eagle Scouts now, and it's it's cool. Wow, um, how did yes. I miss that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so they opened they opened it up. Um, we went to uh in in Florida to one called Sea Base, and Sea Base is in Isla Morada. M O R A D A. Yeah. Uh, Isla Morada. Isla Morada. Okay. Yep, and I know Sea Base very well. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that is a, that is a Boy Scout camp where you sail, you get on a sailboat yeah. and the sailboat takes you through the keys and out into the That's right. uh, Atlantic. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the, the thing about that is that when you're a parent, it is a hot ticket to get, uh, be the adult that goes Boy, to that's sea base. true. Because I, I'm paying, I mean, besides the, obviously the flight and stuff, um, you pay like 75 bucks for a week of camp mm. on a mm. ship on a sailing vessel where you do nothing as the adult because the boys have to do it all. Do it all. They do yeah. all the sailing and stuff like that. And oh, it was man. the best. I loved it. Yeah. That would be amazing. There is, was... uh, there used to be a tiki bar in Isla Morada where I, uh, that I frequented. I have been to sea base. I have not been out of the, on the boats, um, uh, not been done the sailing programs, but um, mm -hmm. I've seen them. And it was one of those things that I was in an explorer post that we always oh, yeah. wanted to do, but never, never quite got around to, but I've had a lot of rum runners, at the tiki bar in Isla Morada. And that's the same, right? It's, it's almost similar. the same. Almost the yeah. Same. I mean, it's the same as being the sea. You get up, you're a little right, wobbly. Exactly. You're a little Mary. wobbly. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get seasick. Uh, <laughs> get and, seasick. And it's all very fruity. You know? That's all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is not really true. Yeah, um, maybe not. Yeah. How fun. Yes. Uh, so Florida. it's, it's fun cool to be back in Florida. It's fun to sort of remember um, what the experience was like. And like I said, you know, growing up, you know, all Indians were Seminole Indians, all, you know, reptiles were alligators and snakes, because that's all we saw. Um, and swamp was common. Everyone knew what sawgrass was. Sawgrass. You literally pluck a piece of sawgrass out and you could slice your arm open with it. Because it Oh, was, they're very sharp? Yeah, they're very sharp. Um, you, didn't, you wouldn't slice it deeply. It would just, you know, hurt. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, sawgrass is real. And that's how there, you attract in fact, the, the, the alligators? I, that's how you do what? That's how you attract the alligators so you can wrestle them. That's it. Yes. Because we yeah. do wrestle alligators. It's required. Um, I've seen you know, it. Pin them and hold their head back and all that. Uh, I 75, Interstate 75 uh, used to end, I think it goes farther now, but um, the main route from Miami, uh, the east side of Florida, over to the west side of Florida in, in the south there was, um, I want to say, I think the Tamiami Trail. I'm actually right close to the Tamiami Trail now, but. Uh, it was referred to as the Sawgrass Expressway. Huh. So I may, I may be mixing that up. I think Tamiami Trail and Sawgrass Expressway are the same as they span the state, but I might be I might be messing it up. Yeah, so I didn't do Very my cool, uh, though. my research. Yeah, and you know what, Jonathan? What's that? We have uh, burned through an entire thirty minutes talking Already? about Sawgrass and. And uh, fried fair food and conch yeah. and, allig and alligators. Well, we did a lot. I mean, we did some time traveling. We did a lot. We yeah. did some time traveling. We did. Yes, we heard, of, heard what was happening in 1945. That was we, let, uh, we let 1945 Jonathan know that uh, there's going to be flying cars um, in the future. <laughs> what, a <joy. laughs> what a joy. What a joy. Greg, thank you. Uh, listener, uh, if you're still with us, um, thanks for joining. Thanks. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and we'll yes, put up some fair food and some unfair mm. food and you get to choose. 
And <laughs> uh, and we'll and you can always email us at tastygents at gmail.com yep. or go to tastygents.com and check out our website. Or check us out on Facebook. Uh, yeah. and tell us what you wish we would ramble on about because we love hearing from you. We sure do. All right, my friend. I'm gonna log off and uh, go back out into the Florida warm sunshine. Okay, enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Indeed. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.